Welcome to 15 Minutes to Wellness by the American Council on Exercise. I'm Dr. Michael Mantell, the ACE Senior Fitness Consultant for Behavioral Sciences and your host for this series. My goal today and for every podcast in our series is to discuss some small steps you can take to help you better your life and find happiness through optimal health. In each of these podcasts, I'll be interviewing a leading health and fitness expert, someone who's making a difference and who can make a difference in your life. I also want to welcome the hundreds of thousands of folks searching for positive ways to make fitness and nutrition a part of their daily, hectic, busy, tight, and budgeted lives. It's an honor and privilege for me to have on our 15 Minutes to Wellness podcast, Dr. David L. Katz. Dr. Katz is the founding director of Yale University's Prevention Research Center. He has his BA from Dartmouth, his MD degree from the Albert Einstein College of Medicine, and his master's in public health from Yale University. He's a diplomat in the American Board of Internal Medicine, board certified specialist in preventive medicine and public health. Dr. Katz is the editor-in-chief of the Journal of Childhood Obesity and president of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, president of the nonprofit Turn the Tide Foundation, a regular blogger and medical review board member for the Huffington Post. And I can go on and on, but Dr. Katz, what a privilege it is to have you on today. That's very kind, Michael. My pleasure to join you. Thank you. Thank you. You say we are feeding our children to death. Tell us about that. Well, you know, one of the things we tend to overlook in modern society is just how fundamentally important food is to everything about human health. Now, of course, it has implications for the the health of the planet as well. But if we focus just on kids, food is the construction material for the growing body of a child. There is no other. So, you know, you're watching your child or your grandchild grow And I don't think most of us pause to think, gee, what are they growing out of? You know, if you're watching a house under construction, you you see the lumber piled up and you know what it's being built out of. In the case of a growing child, it's food and only food. That's where the building material comes from. And, you know, I think all it takes really is, is to wrap our brains around that concept. And then all of a sudden, this notion of junk food, you know, something which our culture tends to think of as sort of quaint and cute, well, is nothing of the sort. I mean, we wouldn't build anything we care about out of junk. We don't want a house built out of junk. We don't want a car or a computer built out of junk. And yet we routinely build our children and grandchildren out of junk. So, you know, on the one hand, there's just this failure to appreciate how fundamentally important this is. It's a cornerstone of lifelong health. And then, of course, there's the fact that, you know, one of the many liabilities of junk food is that it's engineered to be irresistible. And when the food industry told us, bet you can't eat just one, they weren't kidding around. I mean, you know, they did their homework uh, and, and they know exactly what to put into food so neither we nor our kids can stop eating it. So when we are inattentive to the quality of food we choose and feed our kids, we wind up being neglectful of the quantity as well. And, and the result of that is rampant childhood obesity. And, and one of the many hats I wear is editor-in-chief of the journal Childhood Obesity. And, you know, we're very much focused on not just that issue, but all of its ramifications for the future health of our kids. I mean, you know, we're looking at a future, Michael, where one in three Americans is diabetic by the middle of this century. 
Well, you know, the thing about that is the adults at mid-century aren't going to be us. You know, our, our day will have come and gone. We're talking about the future we're bequeathing to our children and grandchildren. So we, we're literally feeding them to death, or at least we're feeding them to chronic disease. You know, it, it, it's, it's unclear at this point whether our, our kids will have a shorter life expectancy than we do. That's one of the grim possibilities. But what's absolutely clear is that business as usual will result in an ever greater burden of chronic disease, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, et cetera, at every younger age. And that's totally preventable, but we're not doing what's necessary to prevent it, and partly because we just we don't take this issue seriously enough. So I have read so many of your uh, articles. You've written over a 1,000. You've got uh, more than a dozen books going on, uh, more than 150 scientific articles. I, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> you are the most productive guy I am aware of. Well, thank you. I, I think there's some pretty stiff competition. But, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a man on a mission. You know, I'm a preventive medicine specialist. I'm now the president of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. And, you know, from, from that vantage point, one of the things that, that I know best is that if we turned the knowledge we already have into the power of routine action, we could prevent, Michael, 80% of all chronic disease, heart disease, cancer, stroke, diabetes, dementia. Now, you know, when you talk about that in statistical terms, 80% of chronic disease, it seems remote and you know, it's hard to feel it. But, you know, if you think about people you know and love who've had either a heart attack or a cancer diagnosis, and I do the same and everybody does the same, you know, I think we've all been affected by that short list of major chronic diseases. They've invaded our homes. They've invaded our families. And an 80% reduction means that eight times in 10, when we're thinking about that, we wouldn't be able to conjure up a memory. And so, yeah, I remember that day. And, and you know, when I got that phone call and made that trip to the hospital, eight times in 10, it wouldn't happen. So when that's the prize, you know, it really is so luminous, adding years to life, adding life to years, you find yourself driven to do everything you possibly can do to make it happen. So, I mean, I, you know, I, as long as my energy holds out, I'm going to do as much as I can because... Let's hope and pray it continues to hold out. Thank you. Because your mission uh, is making the world a better place. You wrote an article called Food Label about uh, can we teach literacy in, uh, I guess it was 45 minutes. I want to hear more about this. What, what can we teach liter food label literacy in forty five minutes? minutes? Yeah, I, I I thought it would take twice as long. So so the the article you're referring to is my latest blog for U.S. News and World Report. Right. And I think the title I used was a very short step to food label literacy. So you know, first of all, we should define the terms. You know, the food label literacy is is the ability to understand and interpret the information you get on a, on a food in a package that has an ingredient list and a nutrition facts panel. So you don't need food label literacy to know that broccoli is good for you. You just need food literacy. But you need food label literacy when you're picking out a yogurt or a box of cereal or a bread or a pasta sauce or a salad dressing uh, or meat in the meat case. Uh, or crackers, or chips, or a beverage, or mixed nuts in a bag, or even dried lentils in a bag. Any, you're, you're making me very hungry. Uh, now. Sorry about that, but you know <laughs> any of those choices that that potentially comes in a bag, box, bottle, jar, can, and some of those are very virtuous choices. They've got information on the package, and that potentially can inform better or worse choices. And food label literacy is the ability to put that together, make sense out of it, and make the better choice. So many years ago, we developed a program for elementary school-age kids called Nutrition Detectives. Uh, we implemented it. We studied it. We published the results. We found that it was highly effective at 
at cultivating food label literacy in eight-year-olds. And the beauty of the program was it, it took all of 90 minutes out of a school year. And when we taught kids in school food label literacy, they taught their parents. So we actually studied changes in the food label literacy of parents we never talked to. And the parents of kids who got this program in school became more food label literate. The kids paid it forward. It was beautiful. And this is reaching tens of thousands of children all around the United States and abroad. We think it's reaching millions, actually, Michael. You know, what we did, and and I do this uh, using my 501c3, my nonprofit foundation, Turn the Tide. When we develop stuff that we, we find works well, we give it away for free, and we do everything we can to take away all barriers. And, and sometimes for people, just having to register is enough of a reason to move on. And we didn't want anyone who could benefit from this programming to, to miss out. But the problem is when you take away all of those barriers, you kind of lose track. But what we do know is that Nutrition Detectives is in schools throughout the U.S. and Canada, Spain, Puerto Rico, South Africa, the Philippines, India, Russia, and on it goes. So we think we're reaching millions. But in any event, this latest article, and and so the program is a free DVD available in English and Spanish. People can get it from my website. And it takes 90 minutes to get through the whole DVD. We were working with a school district that said, well, we we don't have 90 minutes, which, you know, I don't think is a very tall order, but they said we've only got half that. So we worked with them to streamline the program even further and see if we could deliver the goods in just 45 minutes. And the answer was yes. So we just published that paper in the peer-reviewed journal Preventing Chronic Disease, and we were able to show we can improve the food label literacy of kids in just 45 minutes and, and enable them to identify and choose more nutritious foods in every aisle of the supermarket. And because it's so important, I'd like to stop this episode now and devote more time to this subject in our next episode with Dr. Katz when we talk about just how to do this. Join us next time, folks, for some great information. I'd like to thank all of you listeners who've joined us today. And as always, I encourage you all to subscribe to the podcast and continue your journey to health and fitness by visiting acefit.com where you'll find everything you need to live your most fit and healthy life. You can explore literally thousands of healthy recipes, health and fitness videos and articles, workout plans, health programs, and creative ways you can get yourself and your family moving, and really expert insight on a wide range of topics. So join me next time on 15 Minutes to Wellness, which you can find at acefit.com slash Fitcasts. I'm Dr. Michael Mantell, thanking you for being with us on 15 Minutes to Wellness. Wellness.